Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal's not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. Hi, this is Rose, and I have the great opportunity to sit in once again for the awesome Sean Hannity. So really looking forward to spending time with you all. I love his audience. I love you guys so much. Listen, get ready to talk. It's 800-941-SEAN, 1-800-941-7326. We have a lot coming up today. We're going to talk about transhumanism and ask the question, is it playing God? And the author of Dark Eon, Joe Allen, will be joining me. Also, the gold star dad that uh, really spoke his mind this past week, Mark Schmitz, will be joining me, and Pastor David Jeremiah. John Solomon's going to call in, and he's going to tell us about his interview with Donald Trump. But I want to get to my monologue right away, because I love sharing things that I feel very strongly about. And I'm thinking about, you know, the anniversary of the very first Continental Congress. You know, they met in Carpenters Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and it was 249 years ago. This month, they started meeting and on September 5th and went all the way through until October 26th. And there were delegates from 12 of the 13 colonies, and they met to discuss America's future under the growing British aggression. It was getting bad. You know, and today I'm guest hosting from studios in Pennsylvania, not that far from Philadelphia, the seat of the Continental Congress. And as a lot of you may know, in Pennsylvania, we claim that we are the Keystone State. And you know what that keystone is. It's that wedge-shaped piece that you can see at the very top of an arch doorway. It locks all the other pieces in place. And because of this, all associated stones depend on that keystone for support. I don't think we're doing a very good job of support right now for this nation. But Pennsylvania was the central location along the arch of the 13 original states. And that's why it's been associated as the Keystone State. And it was the birthplace of America. But around the time leading up to that first Continental Congress, aggression was really ramping up against the colonists. And the impetus for that first meeting of the Continental Congress was what was known as the Intolerable Acts. And there were many that were committed by the Crown against the colonists. And the most recent at that time was the Port Act. 
that all of those acts were viewed as coercive and designed to restrain control of those colonies, particularly after the Boston Tea Party, where colonists all over this nation had united behind Boston. It was one of the first times that they actually came together and there was a strong sense of unity. Before that, they were all doing their own thing and they all had different backgrounds and nationalities and so forth. But at that time, they came together in a very strong way. The people, after having that national unity, called for a Continental Congress to convene for the very first time. And there were 55 delegates that met to discuss the future of the colonies. And they were some of the most well-known, illustrious, prominent group of men to actually meet in one place at one time. They had an Episcopalian preacher open up with prayer. And then he read the 35th Psalm, which in the beginning says, Contend, Lord, with those who contend against me. Fight against those who fight against me. In that Psalm, David wants God to fight for him. So by reading that psalm, the pastor was asking on behalf of all of those present and all of those that they represented in the colonies to fight for them, for freedom. And so at that first Continental Congress, the delegates were, well, initially they were all over the place. And there was a lot of discussion and debate regarding strategy. But eventually, it was agreed that they were meeting primarily to show a combined authority and opposition to Britain. Those who served in the Continental Congress were tireless. They were fearless, even in the face of great intimidation by the monarchy. And you and I both know that intimidation creates a fearful environment, and that in turn creates a fearful people. And all that you can expect from a fearful people, is inactivity and passivity. And that is very dangerous. So the landscape of this free and prosperous nation that we've come to know will change so drastically if we create this fearful environment or if we allow the infringement of any right. Because any infringement puts us on a course that leads to tyranny. The First Continental Congress was convened by men who understood tyranny. It was still very fresh on their minds when they set themselves about the business of ensuring they should live free from tyrannical reign. They united so that no one in what was to become the United States of America would be abused or intimidated again by their government. So we can't allow ourselves to move backwards towards tyranny. We've got to stay the course of freedom. George Washington warned us about big government when he said government is not reason. It is not eloquence. It is force like fire, a troublesome servant and a fearful master. Never for a moment should it be left to irresponsible action. So how then are we as Americans to avoid the fate that other countries have suffered? History has no shortage of tyrants. Countries throughout history whose people awoke one morning to to find that they live in a land that they no longer recognize. But those tyrants are only as successful in as much as they could depend on a worn down, oppressed, abused and intimidated citizenry. So we must stand firm, reject intimidation, never become fearful and be only strong and courageous. Thomas Jefferson said, when the people fear their government, There's tyranny. You and I know that the only acceptable, legitimate plan of government requires that the authority of that government should depend on the consent 
of the people. And some in D.C. have become larger than the office that they hold. I mean, did you ever think that we were going to once again be under the oppressive hand of a tyrant? Yet here we are. And I mean government as a whole. You know, and this time, what's really weird is that hand of a tyrant isn't stretched out across an ocean to subdue us, but from within our own borders. When our founding fathers sought to liberate themselves, it wasn't just an absolute sovereign in the form of a monarchy that they recognized as an oppressor. They understood that their liberties were equally at risk at the hands of any oppressor. It was the belief of the colonists that they were an integral part of God's plan for this new world. They believed that it is God and God alone who is the author of our liberty, not man, just God. That conviction ultimately led to persuade many that independence from England was necessary if they were to preserve that God-given gift. So here we are, 2023, and once again, we find we must make a case for independence from a machine in D.C. that is even more powerful than a monarch across the ocean. It's like the ominous cloud banks of an approaching storm. Tyranny looms on our horizon. The landscape of this free and prosperous nation that we have come to know and love will change most drastically if we do nothing. We can't allow ourselves to move backwards towards tyranny. We must stay the course of freedom. How much did those colonists desire freedom? Ask yourself. Enough to change their lives radically. Because so necessary to the human condition was freedom, the founders were willing to give their own blood and fortunes to secure it. And woe to the generation who squanders their sacrifice for promises that a government has no intention to keep. It's as though we have abandoned the idea that it is our responsibility to lead. It is ours. Do we fully understand that by refusing to take on that yoke of responsibility, we ourselves are then responsible for the decline that we're experiencing? Author Rosalie Slater once said, have we spent too many years of worshiping the effects of our great success while forgetting the cause of our success. Well said. And perhaps we have allowed ourselves to become too comfortable in the pleasures that living in a free and prosperous nation afforded us, no doubt. And by doing so, we've forgotten what it was that led us here in the first place. Do we not, each one of us, bear some responsibility? And if we do, isn't it then up to each of us to preserve the effects of our great success. We've been given freedom, people. It's a blessing to choose our representation even. This is an awesome responsibility. Noah Webster said about this, when you become entitled to exercise the right of voting for public officers, let it be impressed on your mind that God commands you to choose for rulers just men who will rule in the fear of God. The preservation of a republic government depends on the faithful discharge of this duty. If, he said, the citizens neglect their duty and place unprincipled men in office, the government will soon be corrupted. Laws will be made not for the public good so much as for selfish or local purposes. Corrupt or incompetent men will be appointed to execute the law. The public revenues will be squandered 
on unworthy men and the rights of the citizens will be violated or disregarded. Oh, my gosh. Well, well, well. Laws will be made not for the public good. And as a result, the rights of the citizens will be violated or disregarded. Boy, oh, boy, Noah. Were you ever right on? What a warning. And that is precisely where we have found ourselves. We've not heeded his warning concerning our obligation to choose rulers that are just men. As a result, we found ourselves being led by cowards, by men who do not have our best interest at heart. We need men and women who not only know what is right, but aren't afraid to point out what is wrong. Even in the midst of criticism, the only leaders that we must accept are those who, once they have established the difference between right and wrong, which seems to be a really difficult (laughs) procedure right now, stand their ground without wavering, without compromise. Once we've lost our freedoms, it will be very difficult, if not impossible, to regain them. Our republic must be preserved, and to do that, We require real leaders. So maybe it's time to consider your role and involvement in politics, even at a local level. You know, it is a privilege to serve. And if you think that you couldn't possibly, remember that God has equipped us to be capable servants, whether it's running for public office ourselves or electing the right man or woman to serve in office. It is our duty to be sure that we are represented by people of character. We must seek out leaders that demonstrate the same virtues and commitments that those who established this country demonstrated. And to do less, in my opinion, is the greatest insult to those great men that met over 249 years ago. Let us accept nothing less in the future than a demand for moral authority and good character from those who will lead us. This is Rose. I'll be back with lots more here on Hannity coming up. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, when is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Now, what if your home's title, that's the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, if it is, that's called home title theft. Everybody's home title is online, and we have criminals all over the world that will forge your signature, and basically it's a race against time to stop them before they take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, my partners at Home Title Lock, they demonstrated how criminals can do it, 
Now, they found the title to Linda's home online, forged her signature, stating that she sold them her home when she did not. Now, some criminal was now the owner, and that's the reality. So how do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Well, you can find out for free with sign-up when you use the promo code SEAN, S-E-A-N, and go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code SEAN, and your first 30 days of protection are free. Do it today. HomeTitleLock.com, promo code SEAN. So, my name is Rose, as I mentioned, and I've been doing this long enough that I think you all know, but love joining Hannity's audience. You guys are just so wonderful, and I love hearing from you afterwards. And because I do, I thought I would just run down some of my platforms you can find my podcast and listen, every time I do a monologue, they I am always asked by you, how can I get a copy of it? How can I hear it again? Well, if you subscribe on Rumble under Rose Unplugged, it's one word, subscribe. And what happens is you get an, uh, a notice that you have a new that I have a new podcast and I do put these monologues up on my podcast platform. So Rose Unplugged. And that's one word on Rumble, also on Spotify and Apple. Also, by the way, you can check out my Facebook. It's Rose Unplugged. And Twitter is Rose Unplug 1G, present tense. All Everything else is past tense. Twitter, Rose Unplug. And Instagram is Rose Unplugged and the number one. So Rose Unplugged for just about everything. But if you do go to Rumble and you put in Rose Unplugged, just make sure you subscribe. And for all of those things, would you like and follow and all the things that we're supposed to do for one another, right? So I would really appreciate that. And I look forward to that. You know, we have some interesting guests coming up today. One of the most popular arguments right now against transhumanism. And if you haven't been paying attention, my God, there's some really weird stuff going on particularly when we start to look at artificial intelligence. And one of the questions that people ask, is this playing God? And a lot of people believe that the goal is both arrogant and misguided, and there's an attempt to take the power away from God and against his plan for creation. So I asked the author of Dark Eon to join me. His name is Joe Allen, and we'll be talking about that, about artificial intelligence and how it's inserted itself into our lives right now. You know it has also, I have joining me today is Mark Schmitz. He is the gold star dad that this week had some strong words for Biden. I mean, they were really strong. And who can blame him? His son, his son, Jared Schmidt, was in Afghanistan, lost his life there. So we're going to talk to him today. And also one of my favorites, Pastor David Jeremiah. He's going to be joining us today. We're going to talk about You know, some of the things like the beginnings of our country, like I talked about in the monologue, the First Continental Congress and how important, you know, those founders were to our freedoms and why our freedoms are important for each and every one of us. And then he also talks a lot about handling impossible days and if you have difficulty sleeping. So I thought with everything that's going on in the world, we should probably talk to him and get that. John Solomon's going to call in and he's going to talk about his interview with Donald Trump. So, okay, so we have lots to talk about. And, of course, you can join the show anytime you like at 9. It's 800-941-SEAN, 800-941-SEAN, 800-941-SEAN. Coming up next, Joe Allen to talk about his new book. Hi, this is Rose sitting in for Sean Hannity on this holiday weekend. I hope you all are preparing for a wonderful weekend 
You know, a lot of weird stuff is going on these days. There's no, you can't even deny it, right? And a lot of it has to do with AI. And a lot of people feel like this is like a real challenge or almost something that's competing with God in some ways. So what I did was I asked the author of Dark Eon, Transhumanism and the War Against Humanity. Joe Allen is the author of that book, just came out. And Joe, how are you today? Thanks for joining me. I'm great, Rose. Thank you very much. Very good to be here. Yeah, I love your background because you, you've got some background in theology, but you're also, you know, um, into science. And it's interesting how the two of these, I as a Christian, and I've always made that quite known on the airwaves, but as a Christian, when I look at what's happening today, and when you look at transhumanism and you look at AI, and you just think about, my goodness, this is like man attempting to be God again trying to strive to be God and taking away God's plan for what he has for all of us and replacing it with man's plan almost. Do you see it that way? You know, that's the central theme of the book, uh, Dark Eon, Transhumanism and the War Against Humanity. That, the Dark Eon, uh, A-E-O-N, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's the archaic spelling, uh, but it's intended to describe an, an epic, a, a period of time, a dark period of time, But there's another underlying meaning, a religious meaning. While I think uh, it may be best to pick it up and go through it uh, rather than try to explain it in such a short period, uh, the essence of it is exactly that, that technologists, futurists, uh, avowed transhumanists, posthumanists, these are ideas of what technology is, what technology can do, what it should do, and the the real core of these ideologies hinges on the notion that it's all in our hands, human hands, and that the way to save humanity, very religious, mm-hmm. through technology. And that this is uh, can be, I think, many times difficult for a person who hasn't really considered it very much to really grasp how profound the impact of technology has already been and how profound the effects will be going forward, especially without some kind of religious anchor uh, to see you through. Yeah, because you hear so many people, Joe, say, well, you know, when we when they weigh in on AI, they'll say, yeah, but if it's used for good, it's okay." Yeah. But we all know that there are others out there who will use this for nefarious purposes. And we've already seen that. We've already seen how it can be used for nefarious purposes. Plus, you can't even, it's not even reliable uh, oftentimes. So we can't count on human beings using this for the good. Yes, uh, I would say that everyone should be very suspicious of the uh, so-called miraculous powers of artificial intelligence, of genetic engineering, uh, the miraculous promises of automation and radical abundance. Uh, and even the miraculous promises of, say, brain-computer interfaces like Neuralink. Mm-hmm. The real issue is, you know, it's twofold. One, you have this worship of technology. Uh, and then on the other hand, you do have viable technologies that are incredibly powerful. I don't think anyone would deny the power, for instance, of digital surveillance. And it's a real problem, depending on it, whose hands it's in. But right. really, any kind of mass surveillance, no matter whose hands it, in, whose hands it ends up in, that's a, a tremendous problem if you value, say, privacy or personal freedom. 
Uh, the, you know, and the, the essence of, you know, so uh, again, the, the title, Dark Eon, Transhumanism and the War Against Humanity. Uh, the second part of that, you know, the, the war against humanity. Uh, on the one hand, we're talking about a war against the concept, the very concept of what it means to be human, a challenge to the concept that we are human beings imbued with an eternal soul, with a purpose that transcends any of the material interests we have now. This, the idea of transhumanism is, in fact, a war against the idea of what it is to be human. Beyond that, though, you hear right now it's been all the rage in the media, which is, I cover considerable, uh, at considerable length in the book, but uh, this notion of artificial intelligence as an existential risk, that artificial intelligence like nuclear weapons or like uh, bioweapons, viral bioweapons, bacterial bioweapons, even chemical bioweapons, that these could be uh, the end of humanity, right? The Stinson right. risk argument. Now, I think that really the emphasis of my work is on the spiritual element, but I do go in-depth into this concept that something that human beings create can destroy all of humanity, and maybe most importantly, the type of mentality that would work on a technology, push forward a technology that they indeed believe could destroy all of humanity, but they do it anyway. Right, and they do it anyway. Even one of the, there were, um, I guess, three considered godfathers of artificial intelligence, and one of them, I'm trying to think of his name, Bengio, Bengio. Anyway, he, yes, and he, um, he's actually very concerned but, you know, he says something, in my opinion, is very funny. He said, perhaps anybody working on these AI systems needs some form of certification in the way of ethical training. And I'm like, and then who's doing that? Who who determines what, what's ethical and what is not, right? Uh, well, right now, uh, the, the term AI ethicist basically equals, um, you know, latte sipping liberal in a sense. Uh, you know, most AI ethicists are only concerned as to whether or not AI is racist, sexist or homophobic uh there are other there are some that are a bit deeper they are really concerned about the problems of privacy they are really concerned about the problems of psychological manipulation both of those are big deals when you're talking about artificial intelligence but uh in general the ai ethics field is dominated by leftists and and the just kind of soft liberal and so the real crux of this, you know, the idea, do we push forward technology that they, in fact, believe will one day attain to godlike powers? Again, this is a religious ideology. These are religious prophecies. And I would say they are, in, in fact, infernal religious prophecies. But prophecies, nonetheless, with actual technologies kind of uh, creeping along behind those prophecies. And I think that's really... Something that concerns me quite a bit is that it would be nothing. Twenty years ago, these people were saying the same thing. Fifty years ago, uh, their progenitors were saying the same thing. This is much different now as far as the technological landscape. I personally don't subscribe to the godlike AI dogma, but I do know that the AI that they have even right now is incredibly powerful in comparison to the the run-of-the-mill software that was available, say, even five years ago. And those powers, however limited they may be, uh, are going to be significant going forward in education, in uh, the 
general social landscape, especially as people are plugged into social media, and of course, militarily. All of these are going to be profoundly affected by AI, by automation, and and, and in in a sense, I don't want to tie this too directly to the spheres I just mentioned, but genetic engineering. I mean, you saw the COVID pandemic, and then you saw the vaccine following. The COVID pandemic arguably is the result of genetic engineering, and undoubtedly the mRNA-based vaccine was a mass rollout of an experimental genetic design. And this is not going to slow down going forward. I I really want people to be able to make sane choices uh, as the next waves of, let's just say, the future, capital F, come riding towards us. You know, one of the things that you mentioned, too, is advances. And I remember reading not too long ago about uh, how advanced AI actually is. And we have no idea. Apparently, we're like two years behind what what's already being worked on and what's already been established. It's just that we're not seeing it yet. It hasn't been rolled out yet. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, uh, lobbying the government for certain things and so forth. But that the advancement of AI has gone even further beyond what we know it to be right now. Would you say that's true? Uh, and that's true in everything. You know, there's two incentives. One is to push, you know, to project power that you don't have. And that happens a lot. Uh, hence all the the technologies that flop. The other, though, is to conceal what you have in the works uh, for various reasons, uh, in some ways to protect yourself from public criticism. Uh, There's various reasons to do that. So in the case of, say, GPT technology, uh, chat GPT, uh, that was really about six months to a year before anybody was hearing about it. It had already been trained and tested Right. That pattern uh, also holds for Google's Lambda system. Uh, your listeners probably remember uh, on Tucker Carlson, you had uh, the Google so-called whistleblower, Blake Lemoyne, who claimed that the the AI that Google was sitting on was, in fact, conscious. Uh, I go into all of that, of course, too, in, uh, in the book. I, again, Dark Eon, A-E-O-N, Transhumanism and the War Against Humanity. I really... I hope your listeners will pick up a copy. I hope that it will give them a map of these potential futures. And I hope that it will also give them inspiration to figure out what they really want out of the future. Because I I, I fear that while uh, the people who are behind these technologies, and most importantly, the ideologues who are driving the, the direction and use of these technologies... They're thinking 20 years ahead. They're thinking 50 years ahead. They're even thinking 100 years ahead, and as ridiculous as it sounds, thousands of years ahead. Even just that advantage of having significantly powerful technologies that you have long-term plans for and you have a ton of finance behind you, you have the corporate power of organizations like Google, like Amazon, uh, like Meta, and of course, uh, now that the, the now that Congress is kind of waking up to the problems inherent in AI, what I see happening is uh, a, a, an attempt at regulatory capture by companies like OpenAI, its founder Sam Altman, their partners at Microsoft, of course Google as well, and their CEO Sundar Pinchai. Uh, all of them are doing their best to put their stamp on any regulation that comes out, not unlike, say, Monsanto uh, having a, a very profound say in what happens 
in, in our food uh, support right. lines and, and the food we eat. You know, Joe, you've done a great job on this book. We're talking to Joe Allen, A-L-L-E-N, and his book is Darkie on A-E-O-N, Transhumanism and the War Against Humanity. I, I really encourage others to pick up this book. I, I appreciated it so much because it serves as a warning and uh, and you bring to light so much that is just right over the horizon, not far at all. So, Joe, thank you so much. Joe Allen, Dark Eon, Transhumanism and the War Against Humanity. Thank you for the great job you did, Joe. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. All right. And also, listen, I will take your calls. So while we go to break, you better be calling in 800-941-SEAN, 800-941-7326, 800-941-SEAN. We'll be right back. While Sean is on a well-deserved vacation day. So Kevin is calling from New York. We'll take your phone calls. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm all right. Thanks. And it's good. To hear. I love Sean, but it's also lovely to hear your voice, too. Thank you. I love him, too. He's a great guy. Yeah, well, you do a great job yourself. Um, so my question is basically, um, I see that some of this um, AI stuff is now getting, um, you know, approved to, um, you know, in the compli- in the world of uh, finance and stuff. I was just wondering how, like, the AI technology is going to be regulated, you know, in compliance issues. Yeah, I mean, let me ask you what you think. <laughs> how well is that going to be regulated? So we're going to ask the gut, go- so that we're going to count on the government to regulate something like this, right? I feel very confident. <laughs> yeah, how like it could be regulated where the technology is, if AI supposedly is like faster thinking than humans and more cross-referencing and thinking patterns, and I don't see how they can regulate it. That's exactly right. I love that you're working while you're talking to us. I can hear you clicking away on the keypad. That's exactly right. I mean, we're told that this, this AI can think a lot faster than you and I can. And, and I think that it takes on actually a life of its own. I don't think there is any kind of regulation that can be done. And there's, I, I, I find it very, very concerning. I really do. And as we move forward and, and they continue to great, break ground on AI and the new developments. And then it's like, we really count on AI for a lot as it is already. And it astounds me that there's so many people out there that are like, Hey, yeah, whatever the newest thing is, I went in on that. Like I'm all about that. And, and we don't, we throw caution to the wind and we don't stop to think about where they can take us. And then one of the three godfathers of AI said, I'm a, I'm pretty concerned right now. Not, not excited about what's happening, but anyway, Kevin, thank you so much and and we know that there can be no really regulation of that uh listen we'll be back we'll still take more of your calls coming up and don't forget too we've got a couple of great guests joining us today up next is the gold star dad uh wait till you hear what he has to say if you've been oh actually up next is david jeremiah then mark schmitz is on the next hour after that five o'clock More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.